Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Let's start with a word of prayer. Uh, dear Lord, just uh, thank you so much for um, safe travels for everyone here and uh, for the opportunity to come uh, and spend a Sabbath again with you. Um, please uh, speak through me today that the words that I speak will not come from me but come from you and um, will uh, inspire hearts into the service of you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, was everybody here last time I was here for the when I talked about Ukraine? I think so. Um, but <clears throat> can everybody see the, or do we need to move this maybe if I stand over here, see the pictures? And can we turn these two lights off or? Right here. There we go. That might be better. Um, but Ukraine is a, a, the war in Ukraine right now is very, not what the news is saying. Ukraine has, has uh, nothing. They're, they don't have anything to shoot down, anything that's coming in, and they don't have much to shoot, shoot back. So everybody is just losing hope like I've never seen. Like the first time we were there, it was, everybody was ready to, to fight, and they were ready, ready to do what they could. But now um, it's a, they, some of the soldiers even told us their commanders are calling them the soldiers meet for the guns. That's all it is. It's a, it's a turkey shoot, and it's really sad. But um, this, this is the question. I want everybody to be contemplating um, every day, really. If not now, when? And if not me, who? First John 13 says, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are, the, we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. And we can show love just by a kind word at the grocery store. You know, it's we don't have to go to the battlefield or to the disaster zone. We can, um, to our spouse, to our, our family, you know. And... This was uh, something that I read a lot doing mission work. But it says, Shall we not advance in faith just as if we had thousands of dollars? We do not have half faith enough. Let us act our part in warning these cities. The warning message must come to the people who are ready to perish, unwarned and unsaved. How can we delay? As we advance, the means will come. It doesn't say doesn't say the means will come before we advance. You know, as we advance, those will come. But we must advance by faith, trusting the Lord God of Israel. If anybody's never uh, read the, the book God Smuggler, this is one of the uh, quotes from the book that's my favorite. And people always ask us, why do you go there? It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And it is. It is dangerous. But I love his, his take on it. Of course it's dangerous. 
But it's a lot more dangerous for all of us if we don't do it. Even in a conquering army, there are casualties. Safety is not the issue when we look at the Great Commission. The purpose of the church cannot be to survive or even to thrive, but to serve. Um, this is Edward. Um, he just got married. Um, he's actually a medic, an Adventist in Ukraine, and he's a conscientious objector. And he read the story of Desmond Doss, and um, it inspired him. And when he was drafted into the army, um, he took a stand. And he has been fighting ever since the war started, and it is wearing him down. Um, we've been in contact with him quite a bit, and he is, he is really struggling. He's, um, uh, his last text to me was, um, he's not sure if he wants to, if, if it's better to go back to the fight because he, he knows he's going to die, or if it's better to desert, and then um, he faces execution. And he's, he's really struggling, so keep him in your prayers. Um, this summer, uh, he was standing where, right where he's at, and a mortar hit right, right next to him, and it killed four people around him and wounded the rest, and he was fine. And when I tell him, when, when he told me this, I said, I said, Edward, I said, God has placed you right where you are for a place and for a time to reach one person. And then he sent me a picture of him with a Russian soldier and prisoner of war. And um, he said he's not, he's not there for, for Ukraine or for Russia. He's there for people. And he, he just wants to make a difference in somebody's life. And it's hard. I mean, he has taken a lot of, a lot of um, flack for not, not taking up arms with his, with his friends. But they're noticing this, and they're seeing that he's spared in a time like this, and they, they don't like going anywhere without him. Just like, and he told me, he said, he said, I don't believe I have the courage that Desmond Doss had. And I said, I believe you have even more. I said, if you can do this, you can do more, and God has put you right here. So keep him in your prayers. He's really, really struggling. Um, we're actually trying to raise money for an ambulance for him. He's, he drives an ambulance and his last four ambulances have been blown up, and he's been fine in all of them. And uh, so we found a few, but they're, he's not sure if the Army will let, let us give him an ambulance. <laughs> but These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, um, we went with God Pods again the first time. <coughs> the first time we had them shipped over there, and it was a big. It took a long time. This time we decided to haul um, seventeen hundred seventeen hundred God Pods over with us, and that was um, thirteen duffel bags for four four guys, all fifty pounds. And um, this is a church in the Upper Peninsula. It's um, in Escanaba area. It's called Wilson Adventist Church. And um, I stopped there on Sabbath, and we were flying out on Sunday morning. 
And it was really amazing. For the Vespers, the whole church gathered around all these duffel bags, and we prayed for each duffel bag that was going. And uh, we prayed. I mean, we know that God's word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish the thing that he sent it to do. So here's more of these duffel bags. And ADRA, we've worked a lot with ADRA, and they, they are very against literature. It's hard. It, they don't like to give literature out. And it was, um, it was, it was really cool. We, we showed up, and they, they provided us a van that said ADRA on the back. So we were all excited that now they're actually going to be a part of literature. But um, this is, his name's Daniel, and he's with Adventist World Radio. And after their first trip, he wanted to come and they wanted to send him and they wanted him to film what what happened because the first trip when we told them what had happened they were blown away they didn't think we could even get in the country with the, all the god pods and when we when we literally drove across the front lines and over landmines and through rockets they were they were blown away and like we have to we have to document this so they sent us daniel um and his his name is actually daniel hazel and if anybody's ever read the book, A Thousand Shall Fall, that's Franz Hazel's great-grandson. And it was really cool because the area we went in Kramatorsk, Ukraine, is the same place that his great-grandpa went and built bridges and was a conscientious objector. You know, it was really, really amazing. Um, and he was so excited. I really enjoyed working with him. And um, he's actually very gifted in um, videography. But, again, we got into Ukraine after 27 hours of driving, and we just went, we, we had already knew, we already knew a lot of the good places to go, so we just went and started giving, giving God pods out. And we knew that we needed to go to the front lines again. This is what these, these uh, God pods are meant for. But everywhere we went, there was, there's a soul in need, everywhere. And we couldn't pass anybody by. So anybody we saw, we were literature. We had bricks and bricks and bricks of, of uh, glow tracks. But this gas station was the, a hub, again, that we just unloaded God Pods. And they were so happy. This man, he was walking down the street, and um, I have the picture called The Blessed Hope by Daniel Green, or, yeah, Nathan Green, and Jesus coming, and I gave it to him, and he looked at it, and he just broke down in tears, and then I broke down in tears, because I was like, man, this is, he just, we just hugged each other, and like, talked about it a little bit, and um, he lost his house in the, in the bombings, and he just was wandering around, you know, and it's, um, it was really sad, and this area where we were in the first time um, was much safer, now there were bombings every night, um, all around us, even, I mean, and people are just living there. There's kids playing all around, and it's, it's really sad. There's lots of, lots of death. But we stayed with the Adventist church again. And uh, we actually, we had some fun this trip, too. We, I, my wife actually found out, um, well, I found out what the gender of our baby was before she did, and I made a video to show her when I got home. So we're having a little girl. That's a screenshot of the video. But I just, I walked up to a guy on a, a tank and I said, hey, 
can I, uh, can I make a video? And, and he said, sure. He said, I have kids. And it was really, really exciting just to connect with, with people. But uh, here's some of the more pictures. And it's really cool to, we, we were trying to get to the front lines to, to Chassa VR, which is the same place that um, we were the last time where we met the soldier that, and the, the unit of soldiers and their soldier had died and we sang Amazing Grace and that's where we were trying to go again. And we drove down this road on the way to there and we got stopped at this checkpoint. And the guy's like, nope, you can't come through, sorry. So we turned around and we just felt like we needed to go there. So we decided um, we're going to try to uh, smuggle our way across on like uh, another vehicle. So we, we flagged down this water truck. And this is a huge lesson because I believe God, um, there's a time and a place when, yes, we need, to, we need to disguise and we need to hide and we need to smuggle things in. But there's also a place and a time, and I believe that time period is now where we need to be bold, and our message is the key that gets us through. And instead of trying to hide our way in dishonestly, which we tried, and again, we got stopped at the checkpoint, and the guy was not happy that we got turned around, and then we smuggled our way in. The guys, it was a really amazing experience. God can turn anything into a good experience, and the guys that picked us up were like so happy and we all, they all got God pods, and they were like, once they got stopped, they were like, why did we get stopped? Like, these guys are wanting to help. It was, it was really good. But we got turned around again, and we drove back to the gas station, and um, there we are driving back to the gas station, all disappointed. We don't look disappointed, but we, we are. And um, as we get to the gas station, the, we pulled in, and the first vehicle that pulled up, there was, it looked, I just noticed, it just stood out to me. And I, I get out of the vehicle, and there's a, a young girl that gets out of the passenger seat, and another guy in the, in the front. And I just walked up to him and gave him God pods. And um, first thing they said in perfect English, they said, are you guys missionaries? And I was like, well, kind of. I said, yeah, we're, we're here to, to, we're giving these Bibles out. We're trying to get to, uh, we're just giving them to soldiers. She said, um, where are you trying to give these to soldiers at? And I said, well, we'd like to go to Chassaviar. She's like, really? You'll go there? And I said, yeah, we'll, we'll go there. That's, we were there last April, and we'd like to, we'd like to help. And she said, um, well, have you tried? And we said, yeah, we got stopped. And she said, one second. And she gets on the phone, and she starts talking. I'm like, who is she talking to? Like, I'm wondering what's going on. And come to find out, her father is the major for the entire brigade in Chassa VR. And she said, well, you can't go the way that you were going. The road is being bombed right now. But she said, you can turn, you can go this way. She gave us directions to um, a road that takes us right into Chassa VR. And we're like, man. And she gave us her contact info. She said, if you need anything else, let me know. And we'll, we'll help you. And I was like, this is, this is a godsend. I mean, somebody that spoke English and that was on board with what we were doing and gave us directions to a place that we needed to go. Um, so we loaded up and we started driving that way. And as we drove, we saw this whole military unit that was getting ready to go in um, to the front lines. They were all getting all their gear on. They were loading up. And we jumped out and we just walked up to them. And they're like, who are these guys? 
and we're all excited, just giving them, and they're they're holding explosives. They're like, like what's going on? But at the end, like you can see, like they were so happy, they were so excited. These guys were going in to fight that evening, and we were we were there at the perfect time. And um, if we had gone that other road, we wouldn't have even we might have been blown up. We don't know. But God had a plan, even in our weakness of trying to make God's plan our way. God's like, no, we take you to these guys that really need you. And there was probably 150, 160 guys here that we got to meet with and pray with. And um, it, was, it was really cool. Some, all the same unit. It was really, really cool. And then we drove a little farther down the road towards Chassaviar, and now we're starting to see um, explosions in the, in the front of us. Boom, boom, hitting it. We're like, okay, we're, we're starting to get pretty close, and we put on our helmets, and we're like, oh, this is, we're getting close. And our driver was like, I am not going any farther, because this time we didn't have a vehicle of our own. We were assigned a driver, which was horrible, because he was going very slow, and in a because he didn't want to hurt the car. And in a battle zone, especially in Ukraine with all the drones, we got to go fast. And he didn't, he didn't understand that. But we got to this, this place, and he's like, I am not going any farther. And we saw this tank that was parked over here, and we, we walk over there, and we give them all God pods, and they, the one guy in the front is just like pointing to the God pod and pointing down the road, pointing down the road. And we're like, okay, well, we, we'll, we'll walk. And he said, no, 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 get on the tank. Get on the tank. We'll take you. So we all pile onto this, this tank. And, um, like, I've seen a lot of war movies, and I think, like, the tank, just like, blah, 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 blah. It's not that slow. It was the, probably one of the fastest I've ever been. Like, we were going across a field probably 60 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, we take a boom, 90-degree turn and just slide. And I was on the front holding on to the, the barrel of the tank. And I was like, this is, this is great. Like, I was having a blast. But the guys in the back, just like in a vehicle, when you hit a bump, the guys in the back really feel it. And they about flew off the tank multiple times. It was very, I didn't see it. But the guy in the front was so happy that we were willing to go with him and We'd hug the tree line, and then all of a sudden we, like, boom, across the field. And he's like, they're just looking for drones, looking for drones above us and flying really fast. We get to this little abandoned town, and I have a video of us on the tank. I don't know how to play it. It's very loud, very loud. driving we noticed we realized we were so excited about the tank that we forgot to grab our big duffel bag of god pods and we didn't know where they were taking us Um, but god provides and even in our again our weakness his his strength is made perfect
and um, this they actually took us all the way to a whole other unit very close to the front lines they were training we can skip to the end of the video maybe and it'll show us maybe like the last 30 seconds or so right there maybe yeah Yeah, so, um, I don't know how to move to the next slide. There we go. So as we, we pulled into this, this unit, um, they, were, they were actually training. Like, there's like the front lines, and then there's like a little training facility where they were like practicing. And um, we get out, and we're like, oh, no, we don't have any God pods. Like, we didn't bring any, and we all reached in our bags. Like, we had these little, little pouches, and they were full. And we were like, oh, we have God pods. And we actually had an, the exact amount for every person that was there. And it was really cool. We, like, we just walked around um, given they, they were actually defusing a landmine. And we were over there and watching them. And like, we were handing those, uh, those pictures out to them. And it was, it, was like, it was just surreal to me to see these guys. And war these days is... You know, in Bible times, you had to look look your enemy in the face and kill him. You know, these guys they were they showed us we actually got to shoot it. It was a, a machine gun that is run by a little remote control, and you can be 150 yards away, sitting in a bunker, and you just and it's like these these guys have no idea what's the how the devil is using using them and these these things to to, to take life and it's really sad. Um, but they actually thought we were there to train and fight with them and we were like no 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 we're here we're here to give you a, a special message. And uh, these are the guys that gave us a ride on the tank. And it actually our our driver or our right here did not want to get a picture in front of the tank because it was actually a Russian tank that Ukraine had taken over. And he's like, I don't want to get a picture in front of a Russian tank. I was like, oh, I would. <laughs> but um, we again decided we were going to continue working our way towards Chasivyar, but our driver wouldn't go, so we were going to start walking. And as soon as we got everything out, um, this guy comes up and he's like, Hey, I know where more more guys are. We'd like you to come to them. So, we we went with him to these other other soldiers, and we got uh, that afternoon back to the gas station, and um, we met this. Uh, we're like, man, how do we get to Chasivyar? There's got to be a way. We know God is calling us there. We just don't know how or where. So we we went. As soon as we pulled in, I saw this big APC, it's an armored personnel carrier, come flying to the gas station, and the two guys jump out. And I'm like, I'm going to go ask them if we can go with them, if that's where they're going. And I ran over there, and they were getting back in, and their APC was completely empty. And I, with Google Translate, I said, are you going to Chasivyar? They said, yes. I said, can we go with you? They said, how many? And I said, there's five of us. They said, get in right now. We're leaving right now. So I like ran back to the vehicle, like told them, and they all we all jumped in to this APC. And I'm telling you, I thought the tank ride was scary. I've never never driven a hundred 
miles an hour in an APC through a little town. I was like, man, if a car pulls out in front of us, we are, we are like the car's toast. Our, our truck is fine. But um, it, it really hit us because as we were driving towards the front lines, we had driven to this checkpoint that we were turned around multiple times. And we just like 100 miles an hour <laughs> through the checkpoint. And then it's like, and they just get out and they put on all their armor. And we're like, okay, now things are getting real. And we could hear the explosions, we could hear the gunfire. And here's a, a video of us in the, in the APC. It's a short one. You can hear that thing revved like it's in fifth gear and we're just screaming through the this little town. And there's a they said get ready to turn all your phones off. So there's another video. I don't I don't have it on here, I don't think. Um, but we're all uh texting our wives. We have to turn our phones off, we're going into chastity art, we don't know when we'll be back out. And that was a little like I, look, I remember looking up from my phone and everybody's doing the same thing. And we're like, oh man, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we just know, we, we don't even know where we're exactly going. And um, we drove like through this area and as we're driving, um, you can hear like the, the bullets and the, the mortar fire hitting the trees on like the sides of the thing. And it was just, it was very loud. And we're like, man, we're like, they said they were going so fast because the drones above they can't they can't pinpoint and drop the drop the mortars. But we pulled into this actually it was a field hospital right there in Chassafiar, um, and we get out and they like literally run us inside. They said get inside get inside. There's drones all over. So we go inside with we had a big duffel bag of medical supplies and a big duffel bag of um, God pods. And um, we first we went right in, and they didn't they didn't need any help in the medical side of things. There were, there were plenty of EMTs and paramedics there, but um, it was like a staging ground for all the units that were out there fighting. They were coming in, going out, and re regrouping and re um, gearing up. And we actually met uh, this chaplain, and he immediately when he saw like we handed him this picture immediately he was like are you guys adventist and i was like yes and he um, started explaining to the soldiers in ukrainian exactly what we believe and and who we are and what we do and he's like he's like what are you guys doing here he's like you guys have no idea how how dangerous this is that you guys even drove here (coughs) and uh we just told him, we're here for you, whatever, whatever we can do. And we gave everybody there uh, God pods, these pictures. <coughs> and uh, it was really cool because um, he was like, how many can you leave with me? Can you leave as many with me as you can? We, we left everything we had that we had brought with him. And as I was walking... Um, through one of the sides, one of the soldiers had hung that picture up right next to that, and we translated that, and it says, "May there be peace in all the world." And it's like, man, what's the? That's the only way for peace in all the world, you know. And we explain this to them, and they're just like, 
they're blown away and they're like, man, this is, this is amazing. Like, like we go from being like, who are, like we were actually in, in big trouble for going there. Like they, they were, they did not want to take the responsibility of Americans. But, uh, when we told him, like eventually we, we became their friends and they're like, man, you guys are amazing. We were there for a good two hours with these guys. And, uh, I mean, the, the, they were crammed inside the building because they, they were afraid of all the, the drones that were flying above. So it was really cool. We got to be in the building with all these people that were like um, scared to death and were just like everybody. It was really, really fun um, and really scary. And then the guy is like, okay, time for you guys to leave. I've arranged an ambulance to take you guys out. We're like, okay. So we all crammed into this ambulance that uh, Daniel Hodzel right there is from Austria and Germany, so he speaks perfect German, and our driver of the ambulance spoke German. So we got to witness to him the whole 35-minute, 40-minute drive out, and as we're driving out, we're like, um, we're singing songs, we're telling them stories, we're telling them what, how we got here, and they're just like, you guys are crazy. Are you guys Mormons? And we're like, no, no, we're, we're Adventists. And it was just like, God could not have, have worked this out in a better way. And one thing I forgot to mention t- to you guys is the day that we got the tank ride that morning, um, it's recorded somewhere. I'm praying and I say, Lord, give us a tank to, to take us in. And that morning we got a tank in. This morning we were praying, Lord, you gave us a tank, you can give us an armored personnel carrier. And then, boom, we get an armored personnel carrier to take us in. And um, what does God say? Ask, and you'll receive. We didn't know that's what we were going to get. We were just, we were asking. And God had this plan and worked out so far in advance. But in an ambulance, we're, I was actually sitting on the gurney, and there's blood on the floor, and we're like, man, somebody's died here. We know that. We know there's people that are they're bringing in and out. And I ended up taping a picture to the ceiling right above where the, the gurney sits. And I just kept thinking, man, somebody's laying here. And they're going to look at that, and their heart's going to be opened. you know. And if that's the last thing they see, they're going to close their eyes, and then boom, it's going to be the first thing they're going to see. you know. And just little things like that just brighten our whole day as we're, as we're going. And I want everybody, like especially the young kids, that songs are important. Sabbath school is important. And I learned these songs, and I've never, never thought of it the same after, after being in the, in the battle zone and singing this song. But I don't know if we can... We actually were singing, singing the songs. We were actually singing the songs, and uh, they were like, what are you singing? And we explained it to them, and they said, 
can you re- can we record that? So we sang it again for them, and they recorded it. But these songs, they mean so much, and we don't like. I've never sure that's a it's a great song, and I sung it in Sabbath school. But then when when we're there, and it's like these things, God God gives you these things, and he teaches us these things as little children to use in places like this, you know. And this was our our ambulance our ambulance crew that took us out, and uh, it was um, we he on the way out he's actually like I have to show you something and he pulled over down this little road and he's like he's like we're, we watched this huge gun like the barrel of the gun was like across this whole church it's like boom boom shoots in and he's like now we need to go because they're gonna shoot back <laughs> and he took off but. It, um, when we got back, he was all about, he's very, he was very, uh, um, Aryan, I guess you would say very like not, not Nazi, but by the time we got done and we were talking with him and explaining what we were there to do, um, he was, he was taking all the literature we had and he was like, man, he's like, you guys are, you guys are doing a great work. He said more, we need more people in Ukraine like you. And, um, and we told him, we said, well, that's what you're here for. You know, we're, we're not there to, to, we can't, we can't be there all the time, but they can, you know, and that's what we tell Edward too. They were super excited to get the God pods. At first they were like, no, we're, we don't believe in God. And then at the end they're like, man, we've got to get more. Um, but we actually then got a call from and we knew how how dangerous and dangerous Chasivyar was. It was just constantly being bombed, and uh, we knew that uh, Major's daughter called us and said, "Hey, I have a a, a place for you to go in Chasivyar, but you have to stay there for three days, and you need um, you need to bring your sleeping sleeping gear and." Uh, there's an empty house, and then you guys are on your own. We'll drop you off at the house, and you're on your own. And we're like, man, this is a big decision. Like, no phone service, no nothing, no way to contact anybody. And they said, the chances of you coming back are very slim if you go. And we're like, okay, well, we need to, we need to pray about this. And this was um, actually Friday morning. We got the call from her, and... We, that's the same morning we actually got the ride into Chasivyar on the uh, APC. Friday afternoon, um, we, we just spent the whole afternoon in prayer. Everywhere we went, we were praying. And we just felt impressed. You know what? We need to, we need to go. We need to make the commitment. And um, this story brings to mind when I was there... Um, God requires, like, what did, what did God ask of Abraham? You know, did he, did he, he ask him to sacrifice his only son? He did. And when he, Abraham had to be willing to do that and know that God's plan was better. He even was to the point that he made the decision, raised the knife, and the angel of the Lord said, nope, I have something better. You know? And I, uh, we didn't know it at the time, but this is exactly what, um, what I believe God was asking of us. He wanted to see our full surrender, see if we were fully willing to, to sacrifice our lives for this. And um, that night, 
or evening, we showed up to these, um, to this this place where we were supposed to meet, where they were going to take us in, and um, they actually originally only said two people can come, and we're like, no, we're going to go in faith that all of us will be able to go. So we went, and we showed up. They're very like high up people, so we had to blur their faces, but. This is the major's daughter, her husband, and uh, one of the commanders. And as we showed up, he, they looked at us and they said, do you guys know what you guys are getting into? We can only take two. And we said, well, we'd like to take all of us. They said, okay, we'll just pile you in the back of the truck and we'll take you. And um, they said, first, we need all your passports. And they said, we're, they took pictures of them. They said, um, you guys are, uh, you, you, you understand that the chances of you coming back are very slim. They said, it's, it's a bloodbath in Chassavier. We said, yes, we understand. And they said, you still are willing to go. We said, yes. And then all of a sudden, and that's when it really hit us, when we gave them our passports. And we're like, oh, boy, like this is not good. But then she gets a call, and she says, you know what? Plans have changed. I think we have a better option for you. How would you guys like to um, teach uh, or speak to a whole battalion of soldiers tomorrow morning at 9.30. And we're like, tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning. It's Sabbath, 9.30. We're going to be teaching Sabbath school. And we're like, yes, we'd love to do that. And they said, okay, we'll arrange it. They said, these soldiers are going in to fight on Saturday night, and you guys will have uh, 30 minutes to talk to these guys. And we're like, okay. And she's like, and I have some questions. She's like, tell me about the Sabbath. And the sun is like going down Friday night. So we spent Friday, Friday evening explaining to her about the Sabbath. And she just thought it was beautiful. She's like, this is amazing. She's like, we've been doing this like so wrong our entire lives. And then we gave her a, a great controversy for her dad, because he's the major in Ukrainian, and one for her as well. And she was like so happy to get it. We wrote in it for her. And um, she's like, I'm going to start reading this tonight. And it was just a, like, you can, we were all so tense going into there, like, oh, my word, we're, like, we're, this is not good. And, um, but God, I believe God required that of us to see how far are we willing to go. And I think he requires not just in the battlefield, but in, in everyday life. You know, every day, if, if every single, if all of us were willing to sacrifice our lives for the three angels' message for Jesus to spread the the, the gospel in a, just willing to our own neighbor. I mean, how 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 fast would the end come? You know. And this is what it it really hit me really hard at that point. I was like, whoa, like we have to be willing. We have to be willing. So Sabbath morning. Um, we actually found out that Chassavier got overrun and like hit very hard. And you can actually hear it in the video. We're, we're, we're pretty close to Chassavier anyway, maybe five miles. But you can hear the fighting from where we were staying. There's like battle going on right now. 
firefight. Yeah. Alright. There's like some intense firefight going on over here. Go close. And it was like, at that moment, we like realized, man, that's where we would have been. We would have been right there in that. And um, we were we were all willing. Like it was a it was a really hard decision. We called our wives and we told them. We said, "This is this is our 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 option." And they said, "No, you you have to go. You have to go." And we all made the decision. And then God took us out of it the last minute and said, "No, I have something better." And um, it was it was really really amazing to see that. And um, we we went and we met with these soldiers. Sabbath morning, nine thirty, and we're we're the whole time we're like, man, what do we share with these guys? Like, they're it's almost certain death what they're going to. You know, what do we what do we share? We have we have thirty minutes, and then we get there and they said only twenty minutes. We had twenty minutes to share with these guys, and this is what we went through. We went through Psalms twenty three and we went through Psalms one twenty one. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where comes from whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And when we shared this with them, they were, um, first, they were, none of them believed in God. No, we don't want anything. And after we told, we told testimonies of of soldiers that had taken our, our God pod and that had fought in the, in the battle that night and all of their friends had died except the one that took the Bible. And he said, he, he sat there and he listened and he said, he believes it saved him. He said, I need more. This is, this is what this war needs. And he took everything we had. We told them the story. And they were just like, everyone just glued to us. Here's these soldiers. Um, and you can see most of them are in their 50s. Not, and there's hardly any young guys that we, that we met that were being trained to go in. These guys trained 400 guys a day to go in and fight. And how many of those guys are coming out, you know? They all got a picture of Jesus coming. They all got a God pod, and they all got literature. It was cool. They were putting putting the God pod where the magazine goes in there, in there, right in their plate carrier. <coughs> and this is um, we sang this song to them and. And had a prayer with them, and I can play it here. I don't know how to. Hope that burns within our hearts. Hope in the coming of the Lord. We have this alone imparts faith in the promise
witness of his word. We believe the time is near when the nations far and near shall awake and shout and sing Hallelujah, Christ is King. We have this hope that burns within our hearts hope in the coming of the Lord I say a prayer from Greg? Yeah. <laughs> Let's pray. You wanna it was really cool. They all took their helmets off. We are honored to be here with these men today. Lord, Lord, I want to ask a special protection over these men. And I know these men have families also. Lord, these men's families are near and dear to not only them, but us also. What do you mean dear? We love them. We love them. And Lord, our greatest wish is to go into heaven with these men. Lord, so, so search all of our hearts. And let us be right with you today. Because we don't know what tomorrow brings. So, Lord, again, protect these men. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. And then we went and shook all their hands and just hugged them and talked to them. And yeah. I've had a lot of handshakes in my life, but I've never felt any like the that that just said thank you like like it did there. So um, we actually, when we walked back out, um, right after we left, a smirch missile hit the same place where we were, and it didn't kill anybody, but when it does hit, it has a 100-yard kill radius, and it, um, the guy called us, and he said, he said, right after you left, he said, this happened, and he said, everybody is talking about that prayer. They said, we, we moved. Right after you left, we moved. And a missile hit. And he said, thank you so much. He said, please, please don't stop praying for us. And the guy was an atheist that, that said all that. He was a soldier that was an atheist that called us. Um, we went back to the gas station and we were just like, like whoa, like just, in, just praying and talking. And uh, we actually started singing this song. Another song that just, it just fits in places like this. 
I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. All around the battlefield, I'm gonna let it shine. All around the battlefield, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no! I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no! I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let Satan get out. I'm gonna let it shine. Won't let Satan get out. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let the rocket take it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Won't let the rocket take it out. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. But we we got thinking and we're like, man, if we need to let our light shine there, what about here? You know? Well, we need to let our, our be letting our light shine as bright here as we do anywhere else. And um, we actually handed out some more pictures, and this guy comes up to us, and he said, are you guys Mormon? We're like, no. He said, are you guys psychologists? We're like, no. He said, what are you? And we told him we're, we're Seventh-day Adventists. And he said, well, what are you doing here? And we told him, and he said, please. And this is now 11 o'clock. He said, please, will you come and, and speak to my, all my soldiers and my unit? He said, please. They're struggling with addiction. They're, they just come back from fighting. He said, they're, they're very, they're messed up. He said, they're, they've lost hope. Will you please come? We said, absolutely. So now we not only got to have a Sabbath school, now we're going to have church. And we went and we talked to this whole unit and um, sang more songs, prayed with them, gave out so many, so many Bibles. You know, and um, like, these guys are big. Some of these guys, not that guy, he's pretty tiny. But some of these like guys are real big, tough guys that like come out with all their guns and they're like, yeah, we don't. And then by the time we're done praying, these guys are just in tears. And they said, thank you so much. You don't know what this means. And our, the guy that was found us, he said, he's like, there's more soldiers over there. He's like, but at that morning, there were actually 13 Shahad drones that had, that had in the area that had, and the Shahad drones, what they do is they, they're made to explode, so they'll they'll fly into tanks, they'll fly into units of soldiers and explode. There's um, 13 of them that had actually hit that morning in this where we were working, and we could see them. We could see them flying over, and um, he said, uh, "There's more soldiers across this this field." He's like, he's like, but I don't know if we should go. And he's like, you know what? And we didn't say anything. the The guy was like, you know what? Um, let's just walk. Let's just walk. God will protect us. And he, we just walked across the field to this other, <coughs> to these other soldiers, which was this this unit right here that we met and prayed with, and um, it was really really cool. We actually ended up uh, with these guys. We ended up doing giving a whole three angels message uh, sermon to them, pretty much. 
of like what it what it means and what we're here to do and they were just I've, like I've never seen people so excited to take it in and so so happy and we were pretty much out of God pods so we started going through the cities um, giving out all the literature we had and we had bricks and bricks of literature but um, it was really really fun it's my my favorite thing. I used to hate giving out literature because it's way out of my comfort zone. But now it's like the the time is so short. We have so little time. And if if a, one paper could change somebody's life, I mean, our very first trip to Ukraine, not the one that I talked about the time before, but the first one, our goal was a million glow tracks, and we handed out a million glow tracks all over the city of Lviv, and one person came out of that and became an Adventist that we know of. And was the million glow tracks worth it for one, that one guy? Absolutely. I mean, we gotta, you got to think of the, the worth of one soul. I mean, Jesus died on the cross. He would have done it for just one. How much more should we be willing to do it for just one? These God Pods are like the perfect homeless gift because they're solar-powered, you know? And they have 36 hours of sermons, they had Uncle Dan and Aunt Sue stories, music, all in Ukrainian and Russian. See, this is this is a playground in the city of Kramatorsk that was being bombed constantly, and they're they're playing in the playground. Even on our train, our train ride back to um, the the border, were more divine appointments everywhere we went. Her, her family um, was still in occupied Ukraine, and we were just telling her like what we were doing, and she's like, wow, wow, just, thank you so much, and she took everything we had. Had some really good food in Poland. I really like Poland. Long has God waited for the spirit of service to take possession of the whole church so that everyone shall be working for him according to his ability. When the members of the church of God do their appointed work in the needy fields at home and abroad, in fulfillment of the gospel commission, the whole world will soon be warned, and the Lord Jesus will return to this earth with power and great glory. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time, and behold, now is the day of salvation. Uh, this is interesting that this is, even if this is remotely accurate, the daily death toll of people dying without Christ, much higher than we've seen in these tragedies. 173,000 people die every day without the hope of salvation. We don't have time to wait. We must reach the lost and we must reach them as soon as possible. This is uh, the Baptist Press did this survey. It's a lot of people. This is, I think, speaks to the whole church, the Adventist church. I would inquire of the church, have you answered this purpose? Have you fulfilled the design of God in diffusing the light of divine truth, in scattering abroad the precious jewels of truth? What must be the thought of the angels of God as they look upon the church of Christ and see how slow is the action? of those who profess to be followers of Christ, to impart the light of truth to the world which lies in moral darkness. 
Heavenly intelligence know that the cross is the great center of attraction. They know that it is through the cross that fallen man is to receive the atonement and to be brought into the unity with God. The councils of heaven are looking upon you, who claim to have accepted Christ as your personal Savior, to see you make known the salvation of God to those who sit in darkness. They are looking to see you making known the significance of the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, how that through the working of this divine agency, the minds of men corrupted and defiled by sin may become disenchanted with the lies and with the lies and presentations of Satan and turn to Christ as their only hope, their personal Savior. Christ says, I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. As Christ's ambassadors, I would entreat all of you, all of who read these lines to take heed while it is still called today. If you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Without waiting a moment, inquire, What am I to Christ, and what is Christ to me? What is my work, and what is the character of the fruit I bear? That speaks to all of us in in the home, in the church. Blow the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. And I believe we're closer and closer and closer than we've ever been. While this was all happening, we had a team in Libya that was desperately trying to get in. And we were able to get two people into the country of Tunisia. And this man um, is the underground pastor for Libya. And this was his call when, when he found out we were coming. And tell us why, why we need to come. You need to come because many people need you either in Libya or in Tunisia. And uh, let me be honest with you, today morning when I received a message from our director telling me about you and he precised that uh, you are aggressive people and we should be careful. I immediately uh, wrote back to him, telling him that these kind of people that uh, we need really here, because with these kind of people, God can change many lives. And these people uh, who are ready to go without uh, considering the consequences, God can bless them and bless the people who can deal with them. And how, what is the most uh, beautiful blessing of God is the one which brings joy in heaven and in earth when someone gives his life to Jesus and accepts him as his Savior and Lord. So this is why we need you to come. Please come. Please come. Remember the dream the Apostle Paul said, uh, so when he saw a man from Macedonia calling him, please pass by and save us. Come and save those who need to be saved. May God bless you. That was like, when we heard that, we were like, man, that's what the, that's what the world needs. You know, this, this, country, this country needs people that are willing to spread the word and the, the love of God without looking at the at the consequences, you know?
Every opportunity should be improved to extend the truth to other nations. This will, attend, this will be attended with considerable expense, but expenses should in no case hinder the performance of this work. Money is of value only, as it is used to advance the interests of the kingdom of God. The Lord has lent men means for this very purpose, to use in sending the truth to their fellow men. There is a great amount of surplus means in the ranks of the Seventh-day Adventists, and the selfish withholding of it from the cause of God is blinding their eyes to the importance of the work of God, making it impossible for them to discern the solemnity of the times in which we live, or the value of eternal riches. They do not view Calvary in the right light, and they cannot appreciate the worth of the soul for which Christ paid an infinite price. When I read that, I was like, man, it really hit me. Because how, how many times have I, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's, there's so much that, that I do, that we all do, that's selfish, you know? And we, we're missing out in, in bringing a person to heaven. The truth lived at home makes itself felt in disinterested labor abroad. He who lives Christianity in the home will be a bright and shining light everywhere. And this is what I try to live by, you know, because we, we, can, we can all go be missionaries, but if it's not rooted in the heart and starts in the heart, you know, and where do we have to start in the home? We have to start in our, in our, own, in our own families. This hymn, just, just read the lyrics, it may not be on the mountain's height or over the stormy sea. It may not be at the battle's front. My Lord will have need of me. But if by a still small voice he calls to paths I do not know, I'll answer, dear Lord, with my hand in thine. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll, I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord, over the mountain or the plain or the sea. I'll say what you want me to say, and I'll be what you want me to be. So just when you, when you go home today or this week, that... Um, maybe you'll go home in a different, a different light, looking at the community, looking at the world um, in a way that what if they're one, one of those 173,000 people, you know, that we don't know. There could be a car accident. You know, every, for me, especially after being in, in these places, life is so short and it's so precious, and these guys that are losing their life, they realize that. And every person I, I come in contact with, I try to, I try to just give, give something, you know, just a piece of, piece of literature, a glow tract, um, some encouragement, and even if we can, uh, just a prayer with them, you know, that, that does wonders. So, and just, uh, just remember that um, we don't, you may not be called to the battle's front, but we are called. And I believe when we get to heaven, we'll be asked, what did you do to further the coming of the Lord, to bring a person? So if not me, who? And if not now, when? And that applies to everyone, even the little kids. You know? So let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for... Um, these soldiers that were able to receive even if it was just a little blessing 
Lord, we know that um, them being willing to accept it, Lord, maybe even if they didn't even get a chance to read it, but their heart was willing. Lord, you know the heart. And we know that your word will not return to you void. So um, we just pray for those guys. We know many of them probably are, are not living today and um, pray for their families. Pray that maybe they, they received um, the light that, uh, that we were given, that we have passed on. So Lord, help every person here to, to go home and to share, let their light shine. Lord, starting in the home and outward. Please uh, provide for us. Lord, we know that, like it's like uh, Owen White said, this, we should advance as if we had thousands of dollars. Lord, that's a, a, a testimony f- for me, that um, going forward in faith. Um, so please also be with Edward. Lord, you know he's, he's struggling, and he's, he's grasping at straws. He has a, a young, beautiful wife at home that wants him to come home, and Lord, he's... He's worried he's not going to make it. So I ask that you give him courage. You promise to never leave him. And uh, just help us all to keep him in our prayers. And uh, just draw near to, to Ukraine and to Russia, because, Lord, Russia's doing the same thing. And there are souls there that, that are in desperate need of your love and your mercy. In your name, amen.